It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects. And, you know, uh, we've had over two years now of being stressed. Initially, it was because of the pandemic. And now, of course, we have international affairs that are stressing everyone, plus the price of gas and everything else. So, I just want to remind people to go to my website, www.synergyconnectionradio.com. And on that website, you're going to see the link to Boomer's products. And the reason I want you to go there is stress is a terrible, terrible thing to do to our bodies. And we have stress enough in our life just with normal everyday affairs of living. But the stress that everyone has been under for the last couple of years has really done a number on two areas. One is C-reactive protein, which is the level of inflammation you have in your body. And that kind of stress creates serious damage to organs um, and to our systems. So you want the number, if you can uh, get your doctor to do a lab ask him or her to do it for C-reactive protein and um, get that number. You want it to be at least below a one. I will tell you that mine is a 0.1. And I just found that out um, because I got the results from my physical, from my doctor that I see. And her comment was, my goodness, you're 30 years younger physically than you are chronologically. So that's a good thing. You know, maybe I'll live to be a very old lady um, and still be active and having fun in life because that's a part of it. Um, The other thing you need to check is the D as in dog three level. And they, again, this is a simple little blood test. Um, They can do it um, in a lab, send it to your doctor, or you can make it part of your physical annual exam. Um, But that number, do you you do want it above 70? Um, Mine in the past has been, you know, in the 80s. This time it was just a hair over 100. So I actually need to do a little less of vitamin D and just bring it down into uh, that 95 to 100 range. But it keeps your immune system functioning against everything. So you know, even though we may not have the pandemic roaring at this particular time, that doesn't mean that there aren't other things out there that you can contract. And so you want your immune system to be really, really, really healthy. So uh, if you're on their website, they have um, product uh, stories, uh, they have testimonials, they have videos, they have their own podcast, check out their website when you decide that you want to try something from this company, if you put my first name, L-U-C-Y, in the discount code, then you're going to get $5 off of each order. And, you know, right now, that's a gallon of gas. Uh, in, in most parts of the country, it's uh, up around five. In fact, I talked to somebody in California yesterday, and he had just paid $6 a gallon for uh, his gasoline. And if he went very far to the south or north of where he lived, he said it was running over seven. So, I mean, it is totally crazy. 
I just heard a story from a UPS driver and uh, their costs are up 30% over the first of the year of, of what they're having to pay. So they're trying to do whatever they can do to consolidate their cost so they don't have to pass that 30% on to everybody else. All right, so I have as a returning guest with me, Kathleen Davis, and she's an author. And um, she was um, a teacher once upon a time. She's a wife, mother of three now. And so she has a brand new baby. And um, she has her master's degree in elementary education from the University of Florida. And she said that she spent her career actually searching for and reading good children's books to her students. And then she wrote one and she wrote one because um, the children, you know, her children were having nightmares, as I recall. Is that true, Kathleen? Yep. yep. They weren't sleeping well at all. And they were kind of like going through the newborn stage and I would, one would wake me up and then two hours later, the next one would wake me up. And you were getting no sleep as a result. And I was getting no sleep and they weren't newborns. <laughs> my <laughs> one was five and my daughter was three. So it was, it was a rough patch. Yeah, I bet it was. And then you wrote the book Brave, you know, as a result. And you've got a new book um, that is being released this spring, I think you said. Yes. Yep. It's actually, it's going to be released in the summer. Um, so you had mentioned, you know, overseas stresses. My, um, my illustrator is Polish. She lives in Poland and oh. um, she is doing my book. She's doing other things, but she's also just trying to stay sane emotionally and, and do these things that bring her joy and, and light in life, mm -hmm. uh, but she's also having a hard time doing it. So, uh, does she have a lot summer. of, yeah. Does she have refugees that are moving into her area? Cause I mean, they're talking about millions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. She has people constantly, all of her friends, you know, she, she lives in like a one bedroom. She's single. Um, but her friends have taken in people and her big concern now is that they're going to be, you know, next on, on his list. And so she is just stressing. So, um, she's about halfway done, but it's set to be done in the summer. Yeah. And the title of that one is feathers from above. I'm 98% sure that I'm sticking with that title, but it's going to be feathers from above. And it is about, um, guardian angels. And I, uh, my kids were, since they've been little, they would find feathers around the house and come up to me and say, mama, look, my, my guardian angel must have visited. Huh. And still to this day, my son is going to be seven and my daughter is four. Um, they'll find feathers and still do that. And my, my daughter will now find like a brown feather and say, oh, my guardian angel must be brown or Dean's, my, my son must be white. Um, and so I decided, you know what, this is, this is maybe just a moment in their life, but I do want them to know and in the whole world to know that you're not alone and that you have somebody watching over you. And, um, and I didn't really want it to just be focused on guardian angels. I wanted it to be focused on guardian angels, but with the bigger picture that, these angels come from God and they're sent from God and, and that God is watching over you through these angels. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the premise of this, of this next book. That sounds like a wonderful book for children to read. Really? Do you remember the story? Uh, Cause it was to this day, it's still one of my favorites. It was called the littlest angel. 
No. And I think you've mentioned it. I need to look it up. I haven't. Oh, it, it, it's such a beautiful, beautiful story. And it's, you know, it's an older book, obviously. I read it to my son, but like I said, it's still one of my favorite Christmas stories because it's about a little angel who's probably two years old. And, um, you know, being a little boy at two, he is into everything. He's always doing things that angels aren't supposed to do. And so then all of a sudden, you know, they get notified that, the Christ child is going to be born at Christmas and all the angels are busy making Christmas gifts and they make such beautiful gifts, but he's two, you know, so what can he do? And right. he remembers this box that's under his bed back in um, his home. And the box had a dog's collar on, you know, in it, and it had a pebble and it had a Robin's egg and, you know, just different things that a child would love to play with back at that particular time. I mean, they didn't have toys. And yeah. so he goes back, he's allowed to go back and bring the box. And as he's walking down this very majestic aisle to place his gift, he feels like it's nothing, you know, it's by comparison to all the other beautiful gifts, you know, it's just absolutely nothing. So he's embarrassed. And the angel picks it to be the star of Bethlehem. Oh, what a, what a sweet story. I'm going to have to order it on Amazon. Like now, <laughs> what a sweet story. It is. It's a beautiful story. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and who knows, you know, your stories may be just as popular someday as that one. Yeah, I hope so. My fingers are crossed. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely something that, that everybody's stressed out. And, and as you had said, you know, it goes from COVID to um, world issues to gas. I mean, there, there is literally always going to be something to worry about mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like a lot of right now, people are kind of forgetting that you're not alone and people are kind of forgetting that, um, there is no matter what happens, God is with you. Right. And so, um, if, if adults are forgetting that, then of course, children aren't getting the message that they're not alone. So, um, and, and really my kids, my son, you know, a lot of my, my stories kind of stem from, from, you know, I got the story of the feathers from them, but really my son is extreme, an extremely sensitive child and he seems to take on everything and he has a hard time processing things and handling them. Mm. And, um, I just can't imagine that, you know, he's alone in that. So, no, um, and if, if some of the kids are seeing the pictures, you know, like about a week ago, they showed all the baby strollers. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. You know and so, I mean, if a child sees that, you know, and, and is realizing all of these children are being killed, you know, inadvertently, but I mean, you know, the strikes are right there, you know, where people live um, and hospitals and, you know, those kinds of places that a child would say, you know, what can we do? you know, as, as a child, you know, and, and be asking their parents, what can we yes. do to make a difference? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so, um, one of the, one of the important messages that I wanted to make sure was in there was that, you know, you have a guardian guardian angel, they're watching over you. They're sent from God. So really God is the one in control, but also bad things are still going to happen. Bad things are, are, it's a part of life. Um, God doesn't necessarily stop bad things from happening to you. He's just there to help you through those bad things mm -hmm. and, and, and guide you through it and lift you up through it and help you through it. Um, 
yeah, those things aren't just taken away. I know, I know so many adults where terrible tragedies happen and, and they blame God. Um, why would God let this happen? If you know this war, why would God let this happen? Forgetting that God doesn't cause these things. God just will help us through them. Um, so I feel like that, that was a really important point that I wanted to get across too with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would think that's incredibly important. Um, I don't know whether you have, you know, just because I'm a psychotherapist and I still work with people. Uh, one of the things that uh, I have had happen recently is the number of young people that are seeking counseling because they are stressed to the max. So they not only have the stress of school, you know, and, and yeah. the whole academic life was not the same uh, for many of them. Two years ago, you know, there was no graduation from high school. And so, you know, those kids missed an important part of their life. Um, The ones that are graduating now, they've had to deal with masks, you know, and and sometimes they've been taught remotely and sometimes they're in school. Um, They've had, you know, a lot of functions that are the social functions for social skills as they would move through middle school or high school, those have been eliminated. So kids are uh, the increase in anxiety and depression has gone up about 45% in the last two years in this age. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. And I believe it too, with like uh, social media, you know, mm-hmm. just the presence of social media, I feel like alone is it's so hard to not get sucked into it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it just has a whole new bag of issues that young children are going to have to face. Even with, you know, even my young children who do not have access to cell phones and things like that. Um, but just watching me and my husband on it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I try to be cognizant of the, of like how much I'm on it and how much my kids are, are seeing me on it and how many times. And I just, it, it like kills me when I catch myself answering my kids or talking to them and I'm staring at my cell phone. And I just think like, oh my gosh, like, what am I, what am I teaching them that mm-hmm. I don't need to look at them. I don't need to, to acknowledge them when they're speaking. And, but it, it's so hard also to like put it away since my business is on my cell phone. Um, so yeah, I, I, Do you know, yeah. one of the things that um, I've had chiropractors tell me this over the last, let's say five years is they are seeing more and more neck issues. I have heard that, that yeah. we're, we're really starting to become curved. Yes, exactly. Because you're looking down all the time instead of looking mm-hmm. out. So what are we missing? You know, yeah. when we're not looking out, we're not looking at life. We're not looking at nature. We're not looking at each other. Um, I remember this has been, gosh, probably five years, six years ago now. I don't know. It's been a while. I had gone out to Colorado with two guys that are just really dear friends. So we were the three musketeers and we were in this big RV and my son is out in Colorado. And so we made this trip and we went through Memphis and the jazz areas there. So we had some of the coolest music that you could probably have from any place other than maybe New Orleans. And so people, as they came in, were not only on their phones, but when they sat down at tables and they had music right in front of them and great food, they were still looking at their phones. They weren't listening to the music. They weren't talking to the person across the table from them. They were on their phones. And I was like, oh my goodness. 
you know, that people are not even going to know how to communicate with each other because they've lost it. They can't spell anymore. They can't write. Right, right, right. Exactly. And that's kind of why I'm like, when I catch myself looking down at my phone, instead of looking at my daughter, I'm like, what am I I'm teaching her? I'm teaching her that number one, she's not important. Number two, I don't need to look at her. I don't need to look up when someone's speaking. Um, but yeah, Lucia, I feel the same way. Like I'll go to restaurants and I try, I definitely do not have my cell phone out, you know, like at, at meals and stuff, but I'll go to restaurants and just kind of sit back and look around and it'll be like at least 90% of people who are on their cell phone and they're not talking to each other mm-hmm. they're just looking at their phone the whole time mm-hmm. um and as a matter of fact it's funny like when we go on cruises um i always think cruises are like best even though the internet on that is is like catching up um i kind of love it because people have to put their phones away because you don't really get great service in the middle of the atlantic ocean or the gulf of mexico nope and um <laughs> and it's always so funny how like you know, it's, it's so wonderful. People aren't on their phones. They're list. They're like sitting on the deck and looking up. And then that last day, like those four hours as you're pulling in and you're getting closer, there is not a soul that's not on their cell phone. Everybody is like, just, st- yeah. it's like, it's silence again. Right. Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. All that. It, is. It, it totally is. I mean, technology is wonderful, but then you become a slave to it. Yes. So, you know, instead of um, what, a hundred years ago, there wasn't any kind of real technology. And so we were slaves to our gardens and to the land and maybe to animals. If we were, you know, if we needed horses or cows or something like that, you know, we were actively taking part in that part of the world. Um, And then today, it's computers and it's social media and it's texting one another and sending emails back and forth. And if, if it goes down, like one of the big concerns of a lot of companies are, is the cyber war, the potential of having that. And so the grids, you know, all would yeah. go down. So we right. wouldn't be able to communicate and then what? <laughs> I know. And, and it really is, as you said, like, since we're becoming so technologically oriented, it really is kind of driving home that message that you're alone, you know, subconsciously, because you don't really have to go out. You don't really have to go, you know, and, and interact with people and call people on the, on the phone or, or go out and talk to people because you can just go on Instagram and Facebook and see what everybody is doing. I have a 24 year old sister who I love her. She's like my best friend, but she doesn't go out she's perfectly happy, you know, going to school, doing her research, she's going to become a doctor and just staying at home. And I'm, I really think it's because she's just can get all of the communication and can get all of, you know, it, it, it checks those boxes by just being on her phone instead of having to go out. Yeah. It's safer. And that's what I'm finding in doing therapy is that people have retreated in, especially over these last two years, because they were, um, they were absolutely um, terrified, I think, of, of being out and what they might be able to catch, or would they die, or would they bring something like that home and have a family member get sick, and so everybody retreated, and when you've got two years of retreat, you're 
patterns change. You know, the way you socially interact with one another changes. And so home became a very safe place for people to be. And you could order food in, you could get your groceries delivered, your prescriptions delivered. You know, you didn't have to go any place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, again, like why I kind of felt like this book, the second book was important because, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if we're feeling like that as adults and as parents and as young people, then your kids are getting that same, we're teaching our kids and your kids are learning from you, whether you want it or not. So, um, I just, I feel like there is this whole movement of like, you're on your own, you're doing your own thing. And, um, and we're not, and I don't, and I really hate that a lot of kids are feeling like that too. You know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want my children to ever think that they're alone. Um, Which is why you wrote the book with the feathers is, you know, people aren't alone, but they have to know how to access that higher power, if you will. And, you know, if we're not listening, I, I have a friend who has been on my show a number of times and, um, you know, she says the angels are around us all the time and they basically want to interact. But if we don't know how to even say, hi, you know, I'm here and I would love to interact with you. They just have to sit on the sidelines. So they're observing the show or like a sporting event. We go and watch sporting events and we sit and watch. And that's what they're doing is they're sitting and watching, maybe not sitting, but, you know, they're watching. And so, you know, if we don't know how to basically go into that meditative, rather um, mindfulness kind of place in our own minds, it's very difficult then to believe that there is anybody out there that's going to help us other than ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned my illustrator in um, Poland and, you know, she was kind of talking to me how she's really struggling and, and it's, it's hard for her to, you know, stay positive. And I, and I said, well, um, do you believe in God? And she said, you know, she has mixed feelings about it. And for me, and, and I'm not experiencing anything that she's experiencing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to obviously put myself in her shoes, but, um, you know, I just tried to talk with her. Like, you're not actually alone. You're not actually doing this on your own. Like God is with you and, and it's going to be okay, no matter what. Um, but for people who don't have that faith-based, you know, anything it's you, you're, you're on your own. If you don't believe in God, all these bad things are happening and all these terrible things are happening and, um, you're on your own fully and completely. Right. Right. And I think part of it, um, you know, it's, it's been that way, you know, looking at the environment. I mean, we look at environmental issues and if they're right next door to us, then we're going to do something maybe about it. If they're not next door to us, then if it's, you know, in Africa or if it's in some other part of the world, you know, then it's another issue because um, it's their problem, not our problem. And yet it affects everybody. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I guess we all just, we all just uh, need for cell phones, literally, physically looking up and, and, and metaphorically, you know, just not be so self-dependent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hold that thought for just a minute. Uh, We're going to take a brief break and, uh, you know, have uh, a word from our sponsor and we will be right back. 
Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Synergy Connection Show, where I do have Kathleen Davis with me, and uh, we're talking about uh, her new book that'll be coming out this summer, but also about the fact that everybody is pretty stressed and believing that they're out there in the world kind of by themselves. And that is simply not the case, which is why she's written the book she's written. Um, your children, do they ever talk about like at school? I mean, do they talk about things at school right now that are going on in the world or does the school pretty much protect them from that? The school pretty much protects them from that, um, which I, I appreciate, you know, they're, they're, they are children and, mm -hmm. and they don't need, I, I believe they don't need to be taking on the weight of these issues. And I kind of also protect them from that. You know, we'll discuss, um, we, dis we discuss it so that I can control the narrative. Um, but even like with the news, I don't even try to put the news on with them because yeah. they don't need, they don't need to see those images. They don't need to see um, all of that. It just it just seems like an unnecessary stress for them. I wish we had a channel to go to. Oh, we don't. But I wish we had a channel to go to where there was at least a balance of good news and bad news. Yeah. Because right now, every single channel just reports the horrific stuff. You know, yeah. breaking news right now, it's about an accident, a plane accident, a car accident, um, you know, somebody's drowned, um, you know, whatever is going on, even locally. You're right. Is, you're right. And it, uh, you know, it makes me think of like when I was a teacher in my teaching days, um, they, they taught us that it takes 10 positive affirmations to negate one negative, one negative comment. And of course that's, you know, direct directed towards children, but I feel the same about positive and negativity, positivity and negativity in your life in general, you know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. you take on a negative thing and you just carry it, carry it, carry it. And you hear a positive thing and you just brush it off. It, it takes a lot of positive things for it to really sink in. Right. Um, right. Absolutely. So yeah, that would be a great idea. You should start a news channel like that, Lucy. <laughs> I kind of do it with the podcast, hopefully. That's right. Yeah, um, you're right. I try to bring in people that have something positive to add to the world, as opposed to bringing in the heaviness. And one of the things that I've, I've talked about for the last almost five years now, um, because I can't believe the radio show is that old, but it is, um, is that we, we have so much around us that can bring joy and happiness if we just shift our focus and we you know get out into nature we plant a garden uh, we visit somebody you know that needs to maybe have their energy lifted up <clears throat> we are you know nothing more than a vibrational frequency ourselves 
we're, you know, 50 trillion cells that move. And um, so we can either move with positive energy or negative energy. And so I am very concerned about the future health of people because they have been vibrating at such a negative frequency for such a long yeah. time. And so when I talk about, you know, go get your C-reactive protein tested, you know, see where your health is, go, go get your D3 tested. And if you don't ask for those tests, you're not going to get them. They don't happen. Um, but if you do get them and you see that your inflammation level is high or that your D3 is low, you can take responsible action right. to change that. And it's not just going to your supermarket and getting more vegetables and fruit. There's a few other things that you may need to do. And one of them is to lower your stress. So how do you, you know, how do you do that? Well, I mean, you know, maybe it is as simple as learning to do some meditation or learning to be more mindful. Or I talk about it, it, there's a technique called tapping or emotional freedom technique that you can use to change the frequency in your body and change the mind patterns that are there. But you need to do something because nobody else is going to do it for you. Yeah. In that regard, we are alone. We have to take responsibility for us. Absolutely. I, I feel like, um, again, in, in this day and age, we're so like rushed and, and we're always looking to the next step and what do we have to do next? And, and what do we have to do next? And I think even, I think something as simple as just literally and physically stopping where you are and recognizing the little blessings are around, that are around you. I mean, yesterday, my kids were playing and I mean, it was, it was like go everything against what I was raised. My house was a mess. The kids were crafting. There was like glue everywhere. Um, and I just was like, I was still so, I stopped and was so grateful and appreciative that I lived in a house that my kids could play and that I had all of these things and my kids were laughing and joyful around me. And I was holding my baby who was sleeping in my arms. And I, I just purposefully stopped thinking about how there's glue everywhere and there's feathers <laughs> on the ground uh -huh. and my daughter is crafting again. Um, and I need to get, and I shouldn't be holding my baby. I should put her down and start picking up. And instead of doing that, I, I purposely stopped and tried to flip it. And I it just brought so much joy to me to sit there and, and just enjoy them instead of stressing about it. Right. Right. I mean, when you were talking about that, I, I got this picture in my mind of just a happy place. And, you know, like, again, a hundred years ago, um, we might've seen that on farms, you know, if, you, if the kids were running after the chickens or the dogs or the cats or, you know, playing with a bunny, or if you go back a little further, Native American culture, I mean, the children all played outside when they went into the, yeah. or the longhouse, you know, at that point, they were going to bed usually, but otherwise they were out playing. Right. And we don't have that same mindset, I guess you know, today, now it's, oh, it's time to go to soccer practice, or now yeah. it's time to go to band, or now it's time to go to dance lessons. And so mm -hmm. everything is timed. And there isn't that place that you can just go and be happy. Yeah, I know. I it's, it's really hard to not get in that regimented schedule too, especially with school. I used to homeschool my son 
um, and my daughter. And then this year we moved to Tennessee and we, we really felt like we needed to form some connections with people. And so we decided to put them in school. And that has been the biggest struggle for me, Lucy, is um, there just isn't enough time. My kids are at school all day. They're at school until four o'clock in Tennessee. They go till 3.50. And then, you know, if I want them in piano lessons or if I want them in soccer, it is like, okay, I mean, today I was like, you got to get home. We have to eat dinner. You have to practice piano because then we have soccer. Um, So it's really hard to not, you know, push that. Um, But I guess the flip side of that is that even if you have that crazy schedule and you have those sort of things going on because you want your kids to be exposed to other things, um, you know, just try to push the fun of it instead of like, we got to go, 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 go. Right. Well, and then adults adults do the same thing. You know, they push themselves to the nth degree in many cases and they don't have any downtime. So when you say, how do you take care of yourself? They don't have a clue, you know, as to how they're taking care of themselves. You know, just go watch a sunset, you know, go for a walk. I mean, take a deep breath. (laughs) Take a deep breath, breathe. I tell my son all the time. I'm like, when he gets upset, I'm like, you just need to take a deep breath. And he'll be like, I don't know how to. And I'm thinking like, Mm -hmm. ain't that the truth? Like none of us know how we just need to stop and take a deep breath. Um, you know, the next time your son says, I don't know how to, this is what I used to do in my private practice um, when I was still in a brick and mortar and not doing everything by Zoom. Um, but, you know, I had kids lay on the floor and I would put a heavy book on their belly. Oh, to see it. How smart. Breath. Yeah. A deep breath means you've got to move that book up. Mm-hmm. And so we would practice that way. And then later they could put their hand on their stomach and deep breathing would move their hand. But um, otherwise, they don't know how. And how many grownups, if you say to them, you know, take a deep breath, they raise their shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, they think breathing is from the chest up and it really is belly breathing. Right. And I think I, I think I read or heard, maybe it was in a yoga class, that it's almost your like physiology and anatomy are almost, it's almost impossible to hold stress in when you're taking a deep breath. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it's based on, but I always remember that when I'm like, so like holding onto things and I just think, okay, just breathe. Everything works out in the end. It always does. It always works out in the end. Just take your time. You know, I, I have never interviewed a dentist, but I would bet that TMJ is very, <laughs> very accelerated at this point because people, um, you know, it's, it's like the stress they carry in their face. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people sleep stressed. So they're not even relaxed as they're trying to sleep. Yeah. I mean, you don't realize it really. I, I remember going to yoga and um, one instructor would always tell us, relax your tongue. And, and she, I would she'd say it. And I mean, that thought has never, literally never entered my mind ever, but she would say, it, and I'd be like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I can, I can like feel that difference when you're actually cognizant of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy that you have tension in everything, including your tongue, including your tongue. In fact, um, for a lot of people that have trouble falling asleep, if they do kind of a general relaxation from the feet up, when they get to their mouth, if they can just let the tongue kind of just fall, mm-hmm. they'll go to sleep, you know, because it's when it's still engaged 
in more of a rigid position um, that you don't. So, you know, that's another little technique for people who are struggling to yeah. fall asleep. We're all them. just turning into these hunched over tiny balls of stress. <laughs> <laughs> and in some cases, big balls of stress. Yeah. Do you know that the average weight gain during the pandemic, you know, they always talk about um, the freshman 15, that when you went away to college, yeah. put on 15 pounds. For COVID, the Is average 20? gain 30. Oh my 30 God. pounds when people are going into if they do go in for their physical and their doctor is treating them for whatever, it's been 30 pounds. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That is insane. Yeah. We all need to get out. Yeah. It's not easy to lose even five pounds, but if you've got 30 pounds to lose, you know, that's going to be a whole lot tougher. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really, we we all need to get off our phones, (laughs) sit up straight, take deep breaths and move. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you have a house or even if you have a patio where you can do some container gardening, it's Mm -hmm. great for kids to see something grow that they can eat, you know, so it teaches them about healthy eating Um, with kids. You could have them help prepare salads, help prepare, you know, a vegetable dish. I think they'd be more inclined to eating it if they had grown it and absolutely prepared it. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, maybe the focus is not so much on fast food as it is on uh, healthy. Um, I think the COVID-15 or the COVID-30 rather, uh, I think that came about because people were having what I call comfort food and it's great to have it occasionally, but if you're sitting down to um, macaroni and cheese three nights a week and pizza and you know, grilled cheese sandwiches with tomato soup. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of comfort foods. Yeah. But if you're doing that multiple nights out of the week, then your body isn't getting what it needs to be healthy anyways. Yeah, absolutely. And and to feel healthy. And, and, and you know, I think that we forget that what you put into your body really does affect the way that you feel too, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally and, and, that it's, there is a, there is a big connection between eating healthy and feeling right. And people hear that and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it really is true. I mean, if you're eating and drink and drinking enough water, yeah. I mean, a simple thing is like just drink, drinking more water, um, right. actually makes you feel better. I'll squeeze an orange into it or a lemon or a lime or something. If you don't like the flavor, I mean, water doesn't have a flavor and some people are so used to, uh, drinking like soda. Uh, you know, that they want a flavor. And so, you know, they, that's one of the reasons they don't drink enough water. You know, one of the things as a writer that I wanted to also bring up before our show is over is um, I would think that if everybody would learn how to journal, even if it's just a couple of sentences every day, like, what did I experience today that was awesome? Yeah. What did I see today that made me happy or feel full of joy? And just, you know, get used to that gratitude kind of a journal. Um, Maybe we'd end up with more writers. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I had been thinking about it when you were speaking and then I had lost my train of thought with it. Um, I remember going to church one day and I am Catholic and I think it was, I don't, I don't remember, but we've kind of switched in our, in a non-denominational church, but I think it was a Catholic priest who had talked about having um, building altars of gratitude Mm -hmm. that um, 
you know, back in biblical times, they would have an altar and, you know, they would do a sacrificial lamb or whatever on it. And now we don't do that. But instead of doing that, you know, we can still have, we can still create altars of gratitude where we are thinking about exactly what you said, Lucy, all of the good things in our life and focusing on those things because we tend to forget them. Uh You, you tend to forget, like I'm holding my baby right now. So if you're hearing those little baby noises, you tend to forget their sweet little smile or that they laughed or, 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 you know, whatever it might be in your life. Uh And, um, what you said, I think hits the nail on the head, writing it down and kind of like a dream too. You forget your dreams two seconds later, right, um, just right. you're aware of it and you remember right. it and, and that that's your focus. Yeah. It's a well, great idea. And the, the beauty is if you do it at the end of the day, even if it's just for a couple of minutes, you're going to bed with a positive mindset as opposed to going to bed, maybe a little more stressed about what you saw or you know, heard or something like that. And it's a great practice to do with children too. Um, right before they go to bed, mm-hmm. you know, to just say, what's something that we're, we're, we're grateful for. We do it when we, when we say our prayers at night and, and, you know, I'll kind of start our, my prayer with them like that, where we kind of talk about right. thank you God for this and thank you for this. And then I kind of make my kids, I'll say, okay, Dean, what, what do you want to thank God for today? And then he'll say it. And then and it's always something silly, but like, whatever, like he's grateful for his Pokemon. I'm like, okay. And August, what are you grateful for? And she's like, you know, I'm grateful that I had a chocolate chip cookie. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Those are great. Exactly. exactly. I mean, as a grown up, you might say, I'm, I'm glad that I won at my video game today. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we all have, it doesn't have to be the same for each person, I guess is what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. But Mm -hmm. if you are pausing and recognizing what you do have in your life that you can be grateful for, again, the mindset is different. It's in a different place as you go to bed, as opposed to being concerned about something. Mm -hmm. And even if it's, even if you don't have in your mind, quote unquote, don't have a lot to be grateful for, you know, that's not really the case. There's always something you can go outside. And I tell my kids, I make a point when we go outside and I'm like, Oh God, thank you for these, these birds that are singing today. Aren't they beautiful? And the sun that's shining, man, God, thank you so much for it. Because Mm -hmm. there might be points in my kid's life and in my life too, where we, we might feel like we don't have anything, but you can always go outside and you can always take a deep breath and you can always look at the sun shining and hear the birds singing and, and enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe that'll be your third book um, is a, a children's book on gratitude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's a, it's, we need it. We all need it. That's for sure. That is true. Um, Kathleen, um, as our show ends, why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you? Yeah, so um, my first book, Brave, is actually it's on Amazon and you can find it by just typing in Brave by Kathleen Davis. Uh-huh. And, um, I have a website, it's Kathleen Davisbooks.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram. It is at Kathleen Davis books is my Instagram tag at Kathleen Davis books. And, um, you can find my family and you can kind of follow us. I'm always every single day posting, um, videos and clips of my crazy children and 
terrible mom moments and my fails and their fails and 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 just laughable moments to try to make people giggle a little bit. Um, but yeah, my Instagram is what I'm mostly on at Kathleen Davis Books and my website, KathleenDavisBooks.com. Okay. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you and maybe chat with you a little bit about how you got started writing or anything like that, could they do that? Yes, absolutely. They can um, find me on Instagram or they can email me from my website. Yep. Okay. I would, and I would love to hear from people. Absolutely. Okay. I would, I, I love to reach out to people and, um, and just chat about life and, and how things are going. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you could give uh, a wonderful perspective from where you're coming from. So encourage others. Well, thank you. All right, you. everybody go out there and make this your best life. Uh, please join us again for the Synergy Connection Show, and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.